it's time to raise the roof for our second spring training episode. And folks, it's a great time to be a Rays fan. It's a great time to be a baseball fan because baseball is officially back. Spring training games have started. The Rays have already played three games. Unfortunately, they're one and two. But as we all know, spring training games don't matter. So it's not really that big of a deal. And yeah, just good times all around being a Rays fan, being a baseball fan. It's just me and Evan today. Gibby is not here, but he will be here on our next episode. And our special guests and our special guest, who I will now introduce, he is a moderator on the Rays Discord, which if you haven't joined it yet, it's called Defend the Trop. It's a great Discord server. I'm sure uh, he's going to plug it and we're going to talk and we obviously we're going to talk about it a bunch, but uh, Conlon, also known as the Condor on on the Discord server. Conlon, how are you doing? Welcome to the podcast. Hey, guys. Uh, appreciate you having me on. I'm uh, happy to be here. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Well, the biggest news right now is Rays are playing baseball. Baseball is back. Uh, they just played a game on ESPN, which I think was probably the most entertaining spring training game I've ever watched. Thoughts? Thoughts on that one, Evan? Evan, uh, instant reaction to the game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, the interviews were definitely more entertaining than the actual game were. Yeah. Um, good lord, that third inning was. Whew, I don't. I didn't like that at all. That was not fun. As you know, as most people know, I was covering the game too, so I was watching it. And good lord, that was not fun to watch. David Hess. Don't know what what happened to him. He gave up, I think, three home runs. Yeah. Um. But on the bright side, um, Waka looked good in the first inning. Mm-hmm. Um, he looked he, he looked sharp, especially in his first start in a long time. Um, so I'll give him I'll give him the I'll give him credit where credit's due there. He looked good. Padlow hit an absolute moonshot. I don't know how far that was. Did they ever get a measurement? I don't know thing? if they did, but it hit it hit the middle of the light tower in dead center field. Which that was, dead center yeah. field there, <laughs> if it's to the specs of Fenway, dead center field is like 400 plus. So that was probably like a 440, 450. Uh, yeah, I, that was what I was thinking. I was thinking around 440, and that yeah. was absolutely mashed. Yeah, so was that was beast. that was good. That was good, at least. <laughs> Wander, Wander was kind of disappointing. He didn't do anything today. I think he was out for three. But like, like you said, it's spring training. It doesn't really matter. I guess just Wander, Wander will get it going. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, Conlon, I know that you were able to watch a little bit of the game. I know you were at work, but you were able to catch a little bit of the game. Uh, how did you feel about what you saw? And I don't know, did you get a chance to see any of the interviews? I didn't get a chance to catch any of the interviews. But what I did get to see was some good stuff out of Waka that and honestly I think the biggest question mark for us going into the season is really that rotation or even not necessarily rotation how are we just going to eat these innings throughout the season and Waka is going to be a big part of that so it's nice to see him uh, figure some things out yeah yeah I was able to watch most if not definitely not all of it but the majority of it and the interviews definitely were the biggest part of the game by far. Obviously, for those that don't know, ESPN is now for spring training games because, again, spring training games don't matter towards regular season records or anything like that. They're implementing player interviews. They're now doing FaceTime stuff in the middle of games to keep fans interested because, obviously, there's a lot of players that are coming in and out of games. And the the Rays interviews today were, were fantastic. Uh, Brett Phillips was on. Willie Adamas was on. Cash, uh, Wander, which started out in English and then we realized that Wander's English wasn't that great so then Eduardo Perez had to translate the rest of the interview but I thought the English was good for what it was worth um so it was nice to see that and then um uh god who was the other person that oh Kiermaier was on in the third when 
everything fell apart and uh then he blamed it on himself that he was bad mojo or blamed it on the broadcast that it was their fault for bringing him on at that point but uh evan i wanted to get your your opinion about the interviews they were it was was so good it was awesome i mean i'm not really surprised because this team has a lot of great personalities as shown by this that run that we had last year um i'm not surprised that brett phillips is a great personality off the field after his reaction after game four, the game four World Series. I mean, he did a little bit of the airplane today. Unfortunately, he lost the AirPod. <laughs> but, and even Kiermaier wasn't even at the ballpark. And he, I think he was getting a haircut. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, was talking a, about getting the loaf cut. <laughs> and he still had a good interview too. And Willie, I mean, classic Willie, always had like, always has a smile on his face, always looks happy. Great interview from him. I didn't really, I didn't catch the cash interview. Um, and then the wander, I didn't really pick up anything. I don't know if you I did. picked up, I picked up <laughs> but, bits and pieces of it, but yeah, no, it was good. Uh, well, Conlon, I wanted to ask, did you get a chance to see any of them after the game? Like, like did you get a chance to see them on Twitter and, and the like? Uh, I, I did a bit and I, I just love the guys they went with. I mean, they definitely picked like the heart and soul of our team with Archer, Kiermaier, Adamus, Phillips. I mean, Brasso is another one that is really exemplifying, you know, the Rays way of just giving these guys a shot that have one, you know, one big specialty or talent and just giving them that shot. And these are all those guys. And it's great stories. That's baseball at its core. Yeah, it really is. I thought, well, the, the one thing when I was watching the Cash interview, he was talking about, because Phillips obviously went up to him in the middle of the game and then said, who was it? Taylor Walls was the guy that he was pointing out that he went to the same college. And then Cash said, well, well, why do you think I put him in the game? Oh, yeah, that was funny. As, as a jab to him, which I thought was really funny. And then when Cash was just interviewed straight up, he told a story about Phillips, I think when he first got down for spring training, that uh, he went on a boat or something like that. And then the engine, uh, like he was going out from the dock and then the engine blew. And then he had to like paddle the boat back to the dock. And then the next day he went back out on the boat, which I, I don't I mean, I guess that's Brett. That's Seminole life for you. Now this Beach Boys, that's my roommate is from Seminole, grew up around Indian rocks in the beach and that's just what they do over there it breaks you get it in figure it out it'll probably work tomorrow I like that yeah it was it was great I mean I thought the thing that Philip said where he was like it's the first time that people in my hometown actually noticed who I was after the the walk-off hit just so many like little jabs like that like like when Willie was like I don't know what the heck uh, a Rosa Randy's doing behind me that like like just things like that really makes me think that this year's team is going to be even more likable than last year's team which is saying a lot yeah that's hard to do I I mean I didn't think that was possible but I mean we didn't lose any of those characters that we had last year I mean mean, Snell and Morton weren't like well I was gonna say the only one that we lost was Snell but the majority of his stuff was just on Twitch yeah it wasn't really much in the game like it's not like Willie it's not like I mean even a Rosarena a Rosarena didn't really do much like you know pump like not really pump up the crowd but like you know I guess like he's more of a serious guy, it looks like, mm-hmm. rather than be kind of comical like Willie. But even today, he was having fun, joking around with everybody. I mean, he seemed like he was everywhere whenever whenever it came to like a player interview. So that's good to see from him. Yeah, uh, Conlon, I want to ask you, how much does this change your opinion as Brett Phillips maybe being your favorite per- player on the team if he's not already? Well, <laughs> he's definitely 
one of my most liked. That's for sure. I mean, it's it's hard to pick just one favorite out of this just group of guys. There's so many things to like. I mean, I bought a Randy jersey when uh, we got our World Series berth. That was my first Rays jersey, despite growing up a Rays fan. So he's up there right now. Um, Archer, obviously, I love loved him back when he was with us before and hope he can move past his surgery. And I mean, Glasnow, like there's so many talented guys that all have great stories, and great uh, work ethic to get all the way up there and grind and finally get their shot with us. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I mean, obviously the result of the game itself wasn't great. And that third inning was kind of, was basically the catalyst of that. And it was nice to see them, uh, to see Bruhan And I think was walls in at the end of the game, which is when, uh, they got those two runs in the eighth, right? I'm pretty sure he started. Yeah, I, I know. But was he in, in the eighth at the time that they got the two runs? Cause I know that Bruhan um, either got a hit or came in on one of those. Yeah. Right? Uh, both. Both. Okay. He he got he got that uh he got a single and then it came around on that Odom I think long single down to the right field line. Oh okay okay yeah I didn't yeah. see that part of it so that's why I was asking but I know that Bruhan yeah. was involved in something so it was nice to see some of the um new acquisitions play it was nice to see the um prospects play and it's just nice to see that Rays baseball is back it, it was great this I don't I think this is probably the first time in a while that the Rays have been on ESPN for a spring training game. Cause I don't remember them being on ESPN for spring training games in recent years. So uh, that was nice to see, but I mean, we're three games in now. Uh, how much has everyone enjoyed the Rays being back? I mean, glass now has been on the bump. Uh, obviously Waka on the bump today. Um, I mean, we've seen uh, Austin Meadows hit a, I think, yeah, Meadows hit a bomb in the first game and we've seen guys, uh, Randy got hits. Uh, Margot hit a double for an RBI. Like, like we've seen usual, usual suspects, usual guys get some hits. Uh, how's everyone feeling about what they've seen or what they've heard so far and or what they've read so far from these first few games? For me personally, the Meadows uh, home run was the biggest storyline that I'm looking at because him being all but invisible the entire last, last season, struggling with COVID at the beginning, obviously, and then that injury later on we really need him healthy for that push him and b those two lefty bats to offset our big righty power and it's not like kk is going to be providing a lot of danger from the left side at the bottom of the lineup so he needs to be good if we're going to be good and make a deep playoff run and getting a home run in your first game of spring training is pretty good look yeah yeah i agree i mean i think i agree meadows is I guess the X factor, I think, of this team. I think, I mean, it does say a lot about this team, how, like how good it was last year that Meadows was a huge part of our 2018 team and he did, or 2019 team, sorry. And then he fell off the map last year and we still were good. Like, I think that says a lot about this team, but he, but granted, but given what happened this last offseason, he's going to have to perform like he did in 2019 when he was an all star. And I also, I mean, I know he only pitched one inning, but I liked Walker today. He looked really sharp. He gave up one walk, but he, I don't know. He just looked like he was there. I also liked Ryan Thompson today. He looked, his stuff, his stuff looked really good. I don't know if he pitched in the first two games, but um, if he hadn't, that's one hell of a start to the, his spring training. But yeah, I, I like Meadows and uh, Walker so far. That gives you big confidence too, when you're down big, I mean, Six at the end isn't even that big. Those two runs were scored in pretty much garbage innings. Mm -hmm. 
getting that lockdown performance out of your relievers after going down big early from your starters. We didn't give up a single run after the two in the second and then that six run, that six spot in the third. We just shut it down, and that was good to see. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I th- I think it's just been, I mean, I know Wander's been a little bit disappointing. I think he's trying to get his, his legs under just because of the fact that, you know, him and... Or give up one run, my bad. Yeah. No, I mean, one run is pretty insignificant by that point, considering that it was six innings or five, six innings for the rest of the game. But yeah, the minor leaguers, it's nice to see how they've been doing when it comes to them literally not having a season last year. So obviously Wander's part of that. And I wanted to talk a little bit about minor uh, about the minor leagues because something came out about that. So uh, we're going to talk about that in just a second. But it's it's been nice to see Walls play. It's been nice to see Bruhan play. It's been I mean Padlo hit the home run today, which was an absolute tank. There there have been a bunch of guys that we've been able to see so far, and I think that's good that a lot of them are getting time this spring. And I think that was probably the the idea from the Rays from the get go just within the organization due to the fact that they really didn't play that much at all. If anything, they played at the alternate site or they just practice at home. So good to see them getting back into game speed. Obviously good to see everyone getting back into game speed. And I mean, it's, it's, it's spring training baseball. The guys are, it's going to take a while for guys to, to get used to things. I know Hess had a bad inning today, but I mean, he should hopefully be able to regroup. I'm hoping that he has some sort of a, a role on this team and he ends up, I mean, it, I think it's just, you know, jitters to start the season need, you know, need to stretch the arms back out, all that stuff. So it, it's, it's stuff that we've all been used to as fans of, you know, watching baseball for a while now. Um, but it's really, really nice to see everyone back. It was great to see uh, the Rays on ESPN today. The interviews were fantastic. And I honestly think that that really helps out the team in terms of growing the fan base, moving forward, showing all that personality, and I'm just really excited for all that. If you're looking for uh, any early spring training hot takes, by the way, Hunter Renfro, former Ray, that didn't quite work out, went one for two with a walk yesterday and a run scored. So make of that what you will. <laughs> Stud. <laughs> MVP season out of Hunter Renfro. Ray's lost the trade. Yeah, Ray's. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I, I, it would be nice to see him do well just because he didn't do as well as I thought he was going to do on the race. So it'd be nice to see him uh, bounce back and have a good year. Yeah, I think Fenway is me a lot. Of, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I think Fenway plays a lot to his advantage, too. I mean, that short short left field and you just got to get over the monster. And he hits a lot of fly balls. He just gets <laughs> under it a lot. And I think, that, I think that'll, that'll help out. He'll pull it a little bit and probably hit a lot of balls over that monster. He reminds me a lot. Uh, this is going to be a, a little bit of a weird comparison, but he reminds me a lot of the Pat Burrell signing from, uh, I think it was 2009 that the Rays made. The Rays signed him from the National League. He was good in the National League, good power hitter. We ended up using him as a DH. He didn't really perform or pan out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Renfro is kind of the same. He performed well in the National League, came to the American League, came to us, and kind of had a nice sad year and now he's got a 1.1 OPS in spring training so yeah hey, he'll always have that grand slam I'll give he him will that. always have that grand slam that was an amazing oh yeah moment. that was an amazing moment and and he and he hit that bomb in the world series that almost cleared the uh second oh, leg and went out of the stadium forget it yeah that was absolutely mashed that was yeah he's a he's a strong human being he is yeah once once he gets a hold of one he doesn't do it often but once he does it it goes a long way 
This is true. This is, I mean, he's a strong boy and he hits the ball a long way, but I did want to quickly touch upon the minor league. So a report from Jeff Passan came out today that the alternate site will be used, I think, starting April 6th. And what was going to be the AAA season starting in April has now been pushed back a month due to, I think it's the access of COVID vaccines or something of the sort as a precautionary measure by MLB. So that, that sucks. Kind of thinking that the minor league season is now getting a lot more in jeopardy than I thought it was going to be. And I don't like that because I want to see minor league baseball back. And I think a lot of people do. So I wanted to get both of your takes on that. Yeah, I mean, especially after missing a whole year last year, that definitely affected. I mean, that I don't want to make any excuses, but Wander could be maybe being a little bit disappointing right now because of that. Um, at least, I mean, AAA is huge, so at least that will be going on. It'll be a shortened season. You said a month, I think. So yeah, somewhere around there. It was pushed from what I saw it was pushed back at least a month. Oh yeah. So I mean, that's still good. That's still good news that there's some minor league baseball being played but it does put in question the rest of the minors and if they push i i wouldn't really see why they would cancel the rest of the minors if they're going to play triple a though i feel like if well, they would... well triple a was already being played a month before everything else started so i think it's just being pushed back to when double a high a and, and uh, just you know oh regular, gotcha regular gotcha. a ball there was like that month of difference just because triple a is like you know right below the majors so yeah gave it that little well, bit of time but yeah, I agree with you, though. It does put in question on whether or not minor league baseball will happen this year. I really hope the Bulls. I really hope the Bulls have a season. Love going to those games when I'm at home in Raleigh. Um, and I want to see Wander in the Triple A's, too. That'd be fun to watch. Yeah, yeah for me, I'm just uh, – I'm uh, honestly just happy we're getting another minor league season. I After all the restructuring and everything, it seems like the MLB is at least – going to pay a little bit of lip service to improving the farm systems and the minor leagues, which had previously just been left up to the organizations. And a lot of orgs are just going to, you know, underfund to cut costs. Players are riding in buses and sleeping in their cars, etc. But the fact that there's going to be a season this year is big. I do wish the AAA hadn't been delayed. Missing that year of full year of development is hurting a lot of guys. Like, I mean, Honeywell, I mean, he was he was hurt, so that's not a great example. But Wander is a good example. Or Bruhan, guys that were maybe three years or two years away from the MLB are still three or two years away. Instead of moving up that clock that we need when we're kind of cycling prospects a lot of the time. Yeah, that makes sense. I I'm I just hope that it doesn't get affected more than a month. Like I hope that that's it and everything double A, high A and single A can start on time and it's just triple A that that gets mildly affected if any, you know, it, hopefully that's it. I, I really don't want there to be another season that's lost for minor league baseball because minor league baseball is such is is honestly the lifeblood of baseball. So if we lose two seasons of it compared to one, that's just catastrophic. And on top of that, considering all the restructuring that's happened and all of the teams that have already lost um, affiliations have lost teams are in different. I mean, it's just there's already a lot of chaos going on. So even more wouldn't wouldn't help out the situation by any means. But Hopefully that's it. Hopefully it's just it's just that month and then we'll be good to go. That's what I'm hoping. Yep. Ditto. So, well, it's time to raise your story, Conlin. So I want to talk to you about your, you know, your story as a Rays fan. How did everything start? So, yeah, that's basically 
it's pretty long story, but uh, I'll keep it short. I, okay. <laughs> my parents have been Rays fans since day one. They moved to St. Pete in the early '90s and started going to. They went to the inaugural opening day and have been to everyone since, except last year, obviously. Um, so I was kind of raised on Rays from a very young age. Grew up, played little league. You know, got to interact, see how the the organization interacted with the community at the base level. Grew up, went through high school, played baseball in high school, played club baseball in college, but never really took it seriously enough for anything to come of it. Uh, I did work at the Trop for a little while, two summers. I was working catering. I uh, basically bust the, the uh, media dining room, so I got to kind of chat with uh, the broadcasters and reporters and raise employees a little bit. So I, uh, I got to know Juan pretty well and Steve carney and um at least you know in passing talk to some of the bigger higher up guys but yeah that's pretty much it's pretty much the story of how i was raised as a fan i've also been to i think 15 of 15 opening days or 16 something like that is the plan uh, for home this openers year? Well, I, well i was gonna say is the plan for this year did you guys already i don't know what i have been i doing. haven't reached out to my parents yet actually i need i need to do that um <laughs> i would assume they've at least tried to get tickets but who knows how that's gonna go this year for just you know normal people so I was going to ask, so about your parents, when they moved to the area and the Rays came in, and this was obviously in and around the same time that the Yankees ended up moving to the area for spring training, what made them latch on to the Rays more than the Yankees? Well, they basically, they knew, they're both sports fans, so they knew the importance of rooting for your hometown team. And also, it's such a cool experience to be able to be part of a franchise's core fan base as it grows like my, like my parents have cool souvenirs from the inaugural season like the seat covers that were the the favor at the giveaway at the door and like their tickets and my my dad still has a pole like an old purple striped polo from the old color scheme cool small things like that that are become really meaningful when it's a becomes an integral part of the local community that they've seen develop the huge glow up that downtown St. Pete has gone through over the last 10, 20 years. Mm-hmm. And they've been right in the middle of that. Yeah. So on top of all of that, uh, with you specifically, what was really the moment that clicked for you to become a race fan? What was, what was that either like a moment or just like a period of time where you really started latching onto the team and memory started forming about that? Was it, I mean, had you been going to games growing up and you just didn't remember them? And then there was a certain point when it's just everything clicked and you started remembering everything. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I've been, I went to my, like my first opening day was my first game and I was like, you know, six months old or whatever I was, eight months old. So I don't remember those, but uh, some of the earliest Rays related stuff I remember I got, I won in like a cheap, one of those cheap plasticky, like printed autographed balls, but I had like every member of the, the 2002 to 2003 Rays or something like that, or like the 0102. And I won it from the old, the old pitching like competition game inside the trop. And that was, but that was in like, 2006 maybe so that's that's one of my earliest memories and then the world series run um in 2008 uh was probably the thing that that cemented it that's like the easy answer i went to two alds games including game one our first uh home playoff game ever 
and ALCS game one against the Red Sox at home, and then also got to go to a World Series game. And cool. unfortunately, we lost yeah, that one. Awesome. I was going to say, I, but, I also went to that 08 World Series, and I was at game five. Yeah, uh, well. I, I was also more of a Phillies fan at the time because I'm from South Jersey. So I, I, I Yeah, you were pretty happy then, at least. I mean, yeah, it was not going to lie. I mean, the first half of it sucked because it rained in like the sixth inning. And then we were just outside and there was really no place to go to cover because we were in the second deck. So my mom had to barter with someone to get into like the Hall of Fame club, which is the one of the different like exclusive clubs where uh, at, at the Philly Stadium. Uh, and they luckily let us in there. And we just like hung out there for a half hour trying to figure out, OK, well, what the hell is going on with the game? And then it gets postponed. <laughs> it was just 10 year old me was in had no clue what the hell was going on and was wearing way too many layers of clothing but i mean we got through it yeah did you um did you go to game 162 no i didn't unfortunately i was probably at home doing homework because i was in middle school <laughs> unfortunately yeah. But that that is still one of like my favorite Rays moments of all time for sure. That was definitely that was a night. So I'm guessing you probably stayed up through the night on that one, right? I I don't even think I was. I don't even remember if I was watching it. My dad always tells me the story of him like being at like at home at like twelve thirty at night, watching with everyone asleep in the house, and then like screaming. And nobody waking up, but he was like the only one. He's like, yes! just in our living room after Longo hit the the last homer. Yeah, I didn't watch that. Uh, I wish either. I wish I had I wish I had seen it live. Honestly. Wait, Evan, you didn't watch it? I was asleep. I was in oh. what twelve years old. I was like in sixth grade, and I, I, same exact story that you just told. Um, but it was my older brother. He stayed up and he just absolutely lost his mind. He was running around our house and somehow I didn't wake <laughs> up. But yeah, I always. So that means I was the only one to have watched it. Or I always regret. It. I know. I'm sorry. I regret going to bed that night. But I wasn't that big of a fan then. But yeah, yeah I would have loved to have. Uh, I would have loved to have seen that live. I can't imagine what I would have done. I, I mean, I didn't see it. I watched it on TV. That was the only thing I saw. But I so when all that happened, because obviously, so that day, I ended up seeing three of the four games that were like impactful for the wildcard race. So local mm -hmm. TV was the Phillies Braves game. So I watched most of that, if not part of that. So the, obviously that was what allowed the Cardinals to get in and then eventually winning the World Series that year. The Orioles Red Sox game was on ESPN. So the Rays game wasn't on. The only time that the Rays game was on was when they switched off to it. So I saw that one, obviously. And then the Rays game only came on, like I said, when they went to the cut-in. And then when the rain delay happened, they switched over to the Rays game. So I watched part of that. But that was just – that was an emotional roller coaster. And once the Phillies game ended, I don't know if we even – or if that – when everything ended. Then we went over to the Orioles game. And then when the Orioles ended up winning, it cut right to the Rays game. And this was at, this was at midnight. And with, I mean, like, like it was just me and my dad up and within like two minutes of us turning uh, of, of the game, switching to the Rays game, Longo hits the home run. And I don't scream. I just make like a screaming face and there's just like whisper scream. Uh, Cause I didn't want to wake my mom up. So that was, that was an experience. <laughs> that was an emotional roller coaster of yeah. a night. I can't imagine. It was 
I mean, it was wild. Well, I was going to, I guess, similarly, game four of the World Series this year, Conlon. Uh, how was that? <laughs> I did watch that live. Okay, um, thank God. <laughs> I, was, I was in my room uh, because my roommates were probably watching basketball or like playing COD or something using the TV in the living room. And I was... I was listening to the game on the radio Ooh. with the with the MLB TV radio, and I mm-hmm. had the stream open and another tab, and I had the Discord open. And I just remember as soon as he hit it, I just like I started screaming after like all the crazy stuff happened. I just went started yelling, "Holy shit! Holy shit! Holy shit!" and ran out and basically told my roommates what happened and like spammed a bunch in the in the discord chat try it was so it was so painful waiting for the play to develop on tv because i had already knew what i already had known the outcome as soon as i watched it so i get to watch it again after hearing the radio call it was it was crazy yeah it was that was a that was special it was a, it was a wild experience. I wanted to add so 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 you said you catered for the team. You you catered at the Trop for two years. How was that like? How did you end up getting that job? And what like so were you just mainly up in the in the media area, just helping out with food, or did you go into the clubhouse at all? Or was it you know did you just stay uh, media? Yeah. So um, first of all, got the job. Just I had a friend uh, growing up baseball slash just school friend who worked there in catering so he gave me the reference and they were looking for employees at the time because they had just switched off of center plate uh for their catering service to levy and they were no longer hiring under 18 which they did do before so they're dealing with a lot of turnover issues i got in pretty easy um and his his mom works at the Tampa Bay times and is very connected with the race so that's how kind of he figured out that he could do that kind of thing and work in media. Um, <laughs> the experience is awesome. We don't get to go in the clubhouse, unfortunately. Oh, Excuse okay. me one sec. We do get to see players sometimes when they come out in the, um, in the, like in the Republic bank draft room or like the, uh, the bank club raise club, whatever it's called now. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the same floor as the media dining room. So they kind of go through there. Um, otherwise everyone eats there. All the press box, reporters all the raise employees employees like that's like the the interns like the social media people the guys you talk to on twitter i don't know which ones they were i i probably would recognize them if you pointed them out to me now um but also the announcers Dwayne and ba would come down but they would always be before the game the best probably experience i would have had i would say would be when rich and or Neil and or Restus would come down uh, near about the seventh inning midway when we're cleaning up or almost done cleaning up and they'd start prepping for the, uh, the postgame show. So I got, I would just get to kind of hear them talk about what's going on. They're the only three people. It's like them three and then me and my coworkers. Arrestus especially had a few one-on-one conversations with him. He's a great guy. Talked about pitching because I was still playing baseball at that point. Yeah, overall, just great experience. Would recommend 10 bucks an hour, so pretty solid. <laughs> and you get to be in a baseball stadium all day. Not a bad gig. Not a bad gig. 72 degrees and uh, and uh, air conditioning 24-7. Exactly. Can't beat that. Can't beat that in Florida, <laughs> especially. So on top of that, uh, so obviously now 
your main thing in terms of the you know the Rays social community, the Rays fan community is on the Discord server. So how did how involved were you in that from the start? When did you first get involved in it? And how have you seen the actual server itself grow and develop over your um, over your time being a part of it? Yeah. So my my involvement in the online kind of race community, I, I started on Reddit when I was when I started working just soon after I started working at the shop, maybe a little before, but I really became active once I kind of got, you know, an inside view on everything. I would just post stuff occasionally, comment in the game threads, mm. that kind of thing. And then this was a, uh, in summer, like summer 2018, but I'd been in the subreddit that since it's probably about four thousand subs it's at like 20k now which is which crazy is, yeah it's insane that's an, yeah that's nuts <laughs> uh, but the i just found the discord server one of the days when the owner had it pinned on the subreddit because he's also a sub mod and joined there just because i i used discord a little bit more i joined uh i'd say like summer 2019 probably in the discord server or maybe a little earlier i'd have to check but I really became active, especially after I started studying abroad in Sweden, because I didn't have any way to, you know, I rarely would be able to watch games live and also had no few to no baseball fans to talk to while I was over there. So having the online community is pretty nice. And I was uh, pretty active <laughs> in the server at that point uh, around playoffs time in 2019, we had like a big raid. We only had a, like two or three mods at this point. Um, and then we had a huge raid with people like spamming gore and like porn and stuff. Just horrible raid. So that led to a lot of changes. We didn't have like a, any like rolling roll bots or anything at that point. So added a bunch of mods, including myself. And that's how I became a mod. Um, and uh, also at that point, the server had like six channels total or something like that. And maybe like a, a couple hundred members, 200 or so. Mm -hmm. And since then, I mean, you guys can just scroll through and look at how we've expanded the infrastructure. But we've it's like tripled in size. <laughs> um, we've got a lot of a great community in there of just a ton of fun emotes, like involvement with the different members. And uh, it's been a great ride just kind of helping to grow this little uh, online community. A lot, of, a lot of fans that were like me when I was sitting abroad in our, you know, don't live in Florida. We have a lot of people from California that maybe don't know any other Rays fans. So this is where they can come to talk to other Rays fans during a game or just about the game or about anything in general if they, you know, need to. And that's why it's pretty fun to be a part of. So, so when that, when that raid happened and the mods were added in, was that kind of when things, at least from your perspective, really started taking off because you guys added that structure into the server itself? Yeah, I, I think so. Because uh, one thing just with the servers from the start, uh, there are a bunch of inactive mods and also the premise, the idea of the original server is to only have one channel and have it be, you know, very unregulated and just kind of, you talk about the rays, you don't post, you know, don't post porn, don't post like anime, <laughs> don't post, you know, politics unrelated to baseball stuff. And everyone just talked about everything in one channel. But as the server grew, it just becomes less feasible. 
to kind of you know keep that structure in place so after yeah. the mods the new mods were added we kind of you know brought in a bunch of ideas and just wanted to improve we picked from we were picked basically from the active members that you know we're trying to improve the server mm -hmm. so the efforts paid off i mean we got people boosting like we've got a ton of channels now like we did we did some events like some game nights and stuff that were pretty successful uh we've got a big fantasy league that's about to start with 20 teams uh which is going to be the first time that we're doing that uh so that's really cool and uh it's been a pretty it pretty meteoric rise since then especially during last playoffs as well with that um big run yeah that definitely i know for sure that definitely helped out i think i wanted to ask one more thing and then i wanted to get in some quick hitters but so so obviously you've been on it for for a good amount of time now being a mod seeing how everything has grown what have you enjoyed most about about what the the raised discord server is and and what you've seen within the community because i feel i mean this is just me personally and i've said this a lot but the raised community really feels like a family more than a lot of other baseball fan communities from different teams are in baseball and i don't know if you have the same feeling yeah i i definitely agree with that sentiment i mean baseball is a, a very regional sport at its core it's always has been everyone just everyone roots for their local team much more so than in other sports especially since you have a really extensive minor league and independent league structure that just kind of put baseball all across the country uh but my favorite part of probably being a part of the server is is that community building like i feel like the people that are regulars and you know the, the reasonable ones we've got our share of trolls and like people with bad takes but most of the people are just baseball fans that want someone to talk somewhere to talk with other baseball fans about the race and it's great everyone's super into it there's a, a lot of participation a lot of uh, original memes we've started we uh popularize got a lot of weight we uh, invented the slapdick phrase so that was pretty fun very iconic phrase yeah <laughs> well it didn't invent but made it go viral after Blake invented it. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. This is true. But I mean, it definitely sounds like it's been, and I've, you know, I've been on there for the last couple months now and it's definitely been a fun ride and it's been great to see how things have grown for people that, <laughs> uh, that aren't involved on the server who want to join, who want to, you know, just be a part of it. Where can people find links to it? Not just the, like, like just where can people find links to, uh, to get on? Uh, there's usually a, post in the subreddit there's going to be one soon um as the season's coming up uh it'll be stickied for a while with a permanent link and i think outside of that uh there is a permanent link in the sidebar on the subreddit as well um so r slash reddit.com slash r slash tampa bay rays and then it's the defend the trop discord server uh we've got we need uh, some more people before we can get eligible for a partnership. So the more we can grow, the better. Definitely, definitely for sure. Well, I got some quick hitters for you to end or before we end this. So first thing, favorite past, present, and all-time race player. Uh, okay. Um, past is going to be probably Longo, which is the basic answer. That's fine. That's fine. But... Actually, no, we'll go for Jeremy Hellickson. Ooh. A little bit of Ooh. a little bit First of an underrated pick. On the pod. Oh, yeah. Let's go. 
always just kind of liked his stuff growing up. Rookie of the Year with us, obviously fun. All-time Ben will be Longo. He just did so much for the organization. Basically put us on the map. And current, I'll go with Randy. Okay, I like that. I like that. First jersey, so it makes sense. You've obviously, you've worked at the Trop. You've, you've, you've been to, I'm sure, plenty of games there. It gets a bad rap from a lot of people. Do you think that that is deserved? And, uh, or why or why not? And what's your favorite part about, about what Tropicana Field is? It's not deserved. It's a meme. People, but it does have, you know, some downsides. Being in there when it's kind of empty can feel kind of cavernous and like oppressive if you're not used to it. But the biggest plus is that it has 72 degree air conditioning all the time. And for people that don't live in Florida, they won't appreciate that as much as someone who is walking around every day at 95 plus 95% humidity. And going to a one o'clock first pitch in July against the Blue Jays is not something a lot of people want to do. And even fewer people would do it if it wasn't a dome. But my favorite part uh, about the Trop has got to be the food. It's probably got some of the best food options in baseball the barbecue pulled pork nachos are amazing there's a bunch of local uh restaurants that have kiosks now after uh two seasons ago especially they've ramped it up and it's just a great it's a great experience for watching baseball especially with i mean the park the ballpark and rec and center field the bar you can go in before the gates open and get drinks and specials awesome yeah it's I, I, I haven't been there in, in a couple of years, so I kind of miss going there and I really want to go back. We've, we've been asking this to everyone. Obviously, we've seen Juan in a couple of spring training games. Things might be getting a little bit complicated with minor league baseball, but uh, are you expecting Wander to come up this year? And if so, when? I could, I would not be surprised if we saw him this year, um, but I would be very surprised if we saw him before the All-Star break. And I think we only see him before September if we are struggling with injuries or we're just tanking really hard and just having a bad season. Uh, Otherwise, I think we'll just keep him down getting reps. I could totally see him in September call-ups. And if he gets called up at the All-Star break, I'd expect it to be, or after the All-Star break, I'd expect it to be limited. Um, I don't think he sees a permanent spot in the lineup until next year. Probably will next year, though. I know we just talked about memes. What's been your favorite meme in the Discord server and or Reddit in recent months and or years? Oh, man. I know. Uh, it's a tough question. We get a lot of good stuff. If you could pick out a few. Well, let, let's, let's, let's limit yeah. it to a few. So my it, – it, I'll, I'll make some pretty easy ones. So I think one of my – favorites has just been the tendency in the discord server to use content aware to just screw with pictures because we have a discord bot that automatically does it and makes everything look ridiculous so we have a bunch of just gifs and pictures of different players that look really stupid and alien and those are probably my favorite thing that we've done so far yeah yeah, no, there's a lot of good ones. There are there are a lot of good ones. Uh, my last thing for you before you wrap this thing up, what is your early season predictions for what the Rays are going to do in 2021? You mean like like you want like any kind of prediction? Like you want trade I, predictions? You want no, or you want just, like a record? Just more, like a record. I, I mean, I would rather like 
Like, if you don't want to throw out a record, you don't need to. But just, like, what are you expecting out of this team in terms of performance? Uh, I'm expecting a playoff berth. I definitely think we have a shot at winning the division, but I think we'll need some luck on our side. The more I look at our pitching staff, the more I have cause for concern. Not necessarily that I think our pitching staff is bad, just that I don't know that it's durable or overpowering enough to actually you know, make a difference going through a season. Like We don't have a one guy that you can just throw out every five days and you know guarantee a shutdown day. We have Glass now who can do that, but he's been inconsistent at best throughout his career. So mm-hmm. I'm predicting, we'll say 90, 94 wins, I think we'll pick on the, uh, I think the, the Blue Jays aren't going to be as good as everyone thinks they are. So I think we're going to pick on them a little bit and we're going to end up second in the division with a wild card spot and we can definitely make a deep playoff run. We'll see what arms we can add at the deadline at that point. I like that. That's a good prediction. Oh, yeah. right. I do too. Well, Conlon, uh, where can people find you on social media? Where can, where can people find what you got going on? Oh, social media. All right. Plug in my... <laughs> yeah, plug uh, everything. This is why condor, we're here. We give yeah, the Condor. Like my name in the Zoom call uh, with a zero for the second O at the Condor on Twitter, the Condor on Discord, but I probably won't add you on Discord. Just come join the server. And everything else doesn't really matter i don't really use instagram or anything like that for race related stuff okay all right well, follow my spotify also at the condor hey he's got he's got, got some fire good, playlists he's got some good spotify playlists i'm not gonna lie he sent me a couple conlin you got some good taste in music appreciate so, it very good glad taste. you enjoyed it very good well Con, thank you so much for coming on taking the time to talk with us uh we really, really appreciate you taking the time to do this and for everyone listening thanks so much for listening to this episode uh we really, really appreciate you taking the time to listen to us and and um supporting what we're doing make sure that for because raise the roof our network is just expanding more and more every day it seems like we got the website going on we got youtube tiktok twitter uh instagram i'm probably missing one uh which Oh yeah, Twitch. Uh, Aiden's doing the Twitch streams. Yeah, I think he actually might be doing one as of. I think it's yeah, right now. Yeah. Uh, We also got uh, Aiden and Matt have their podcast in the tank, and they're getting a lot of great guests on, and we love what they're doing with that. We're gonna get new podcasts on in the future, everything like that with us. uh, Make sure to uh, oh, also Twitter. All all of it's at Raise the Roof TV. Uh, Twitter, RTRTV are all capitalized. If you guys have any comments, questions, concerns about what we got going on uh, with everything, just email us at Gmail. Uh, it are on yeah at our Gmail account, RaiseTheRoofTV at gmail.com. And for this podcast, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all that stuff. Make sure to follow, like, share with your friends, all that good stuff. So from all of us, stay safe, stay healthy. Please wear a mask and raise up. Let's go beat the Pirates tomorrow. Raise up, baby. Raise up. Raise up.